Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Today I'm sitting down with New South Wales-based audio, visual and installation artist, Kit Webster. How you going, Kit? Yeah, good, Tom. Thanks for having me in. No worries. Thanks for taking the time. Um, yeah, it's uh, really interesting to look into your work and um, I know, I meet you as well and, um, and just sort of see that your approach to art is so different to most of the guests I have on this podcast. And also, um, it's a completely different way of thinking to how I normally think. So I'm really looking forward to uh, sitting down and uh, unpacking what it is you do and um, yeah, and how you get these results. Because all I really see is the finished results like on Instagram and stuff. But it looks like so much um, thought and process and um, you know, work goes into all these pieces. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, this is a fairly niche niche uh, genre and um, yeah it's a, it's a pretty pretty complicated practice um, and multifaceted and yeah I'd love to talk about it yeah cool so um so where did you grow up and uh, how did you get into like um, doing this immersive projection art I grew up in Melbourne um, and I started um, experimenting with electronic music and uh, uh, Logic Pro and plugins and just um, yeah experimental electronica and um, someone told me about a course at RMIT which was like kind of sound art and there was some video art electives as well and I got into that I gave them a mixtape and it was it was pretty wild and I didn't know what sound art was I had no idea and that was just uh, it was really honestly it was just life changing for me it was the teachers were great and they just really were all about um, expanding your horizons and thinking outside the square. And in in high school and everything, I, was, I felt like it was really the opposite. It was more about conformity. And um, that was just, it was really, um, gave me a lot of freedom to really push the boundaries and experiment with different ideas and things. And so I went through that and got a little bit more experience in the visual world. And I kind of defected over to visual a little bit and um and just because it just really expanded expanded um the canvas i guess and um yeah i I just really just um the the video art that they were teaching at rmit was more traditional um historical based um kind of um conceptual work and i was more interested in um really uh immersive well, what happened was I was really actually just looking on YouTube and I saw what they were doing in Europe with projection mapping and immersive experience and combining sound and light and immersion with different types of um, screen technologies and you know projecting onto different types of translucent films and things like that. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, I need, to, I need to do that. In Melbourne, no one was really doing it, to be honest. And this was back in about 2010, pre-social media and everything. So it was just really eye-opening for me. And I started experimenting and I was given a, a gallery space to to um, experiment with and um, just started playing with kind of um, a software called 4V, which is a node-based program which allows you to kind of connect lights with music or DMX with MIDI or, you know, all these different protocols. So... I was kind of like triggering, I was really fascinated by triggering um, strobe lights, you know, at the same time as triggering sounds. And I, I made a little installation which was involved some, some music and it involved um, some projection mapping onto some geometric forms. And I filmed that with a little, actually my dad came by and luckily he filmed it on a little uh, point and shoot camera which I think the resolution was like 640 by 480 or something I put that on Vimeo and it went viral at the time and I applied for an art start grant and um, uh, went ended up in Vienna at, a, at this really hardcore um, interactive studio called Strukt <laughs> and uh, they were making interactive touchscreen tables and they were really advanced actually 
And that happened, and I was there for a couple of months, and that was an interesting experience. It was pretty a bit too advanced for me, though. Um, and I came back and, and just kept experimenting. I did another installation in uh, Mars Gallery um, when Andy was in uh, Port Melbourne. And she had a really long tunnel space. And so I, I really had no money. And um, I, I, I thought, what can I do in this space? And I had, I had a, one projector. Uh, I thought, oh, I want to do something that in, involves the depth of the space with sound and projection mapping and so I, I think uh, I kind of meditated on it and had to think about what would be a, a good um, strong type of shape or geometric shape to, to build and ended up with this concentric squares installation which I called Enigmatica and it was ended up working really well because it was just it started off with a large frame at the, at the front and then the squares just got smaller and smaller and smaller and i put a long lens on the projector so the pixel the focus the depth of the focus ran all the way through the depth of the whole installation which was about 10 meters so i could i could make the light shift backwards and forwards as well as sideways and it was just like so exciting just to play around and put in a few sounds and sound design of this of the light moving and then go okay i want the first frame to be red and then <coughs> excuse me and then have it shift and so it was like this really abstract alien type of um, environment where you know i was putting in just abstract soundscapes and you'd walk in and it's just you can't really pinpoint your finger on what it was at the time and um yeah so that and I put that online as well, and that that went really well on Vimeo. And I, you know, at the time, pre-social media, I sent it off to some some websites and some design websites and blogs and things. And then things just snowballed from there. I was like, next minute, I was in Brazil and you know, in France, and um, just doing just being part of these really exciting exhibitions and installations. And then from then, I just knew this was this was it. This is what I'm going to be. Just keep experimenting with light and sound and ended up kind of Melbourne kind of drew me back and I did a lot of little projects in Melbourne as well there's just so much work there and um yeah it's just been and I've kind of diversified a little bit out to like kind of LED technology um and I'm playing a little bit with um yeah sculpt just different types of mediums in terms of sculptural forms and different types of um materials mm -hmm. and uh yeah i've moved into kinetic sculpture i've always wanted to move into kinetic sculpture which is i've just built a large helix of mirrors and that's rotating and um so there's a motor at the top and it's five meters tall and then there's four projectors and they project onto the mirrors and then they reflect into the smoke in the room and then it captures these beams of lights and that's got quadraphonic surround sound as well and and a lot of my practice has really moved into what is um, practical and what is efficient to build and what is economical because um, you know these ideas are really grandiose but at the end of the day they're really complicated and hard to ship and there's a lot of logistics and management involved in them so it has to be have to be really um, I have to be really lo logical and kind of um, strategical about how they're built and and so there's been a lot of planning in that sense. And a lot of my installations now for the festivals are, are really based on what can, what can I, what can draw the most eyeballs for like the, you know, the least amount of cost yeah. really. Yeah. That's like a lot of artists think the same when yeah. doing a, um, a exhibition, you know, there's that pull to sort of do more than just hang your paintings on the wall. You want something, you know, a centerpiece for the room. But it's the same yeah. thing. It's like, all right, what can we do here? That's, you know, probably not going to sell, but it needs to jazz up the room and look look right. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, so just going back to your, your schooling. So you said that you were, you know, there was a lot of traditional um, installation art being taught by your, your tutors at um yep. at RMIT, like how. Like, were they teaching you any software and stuff like that, or were you just um, learning all that yourself? There was a, a couple of electives which were practical, um, just very, uh, you know, based on software development. Um, there was some, yeah, some in the sound as well, in the sound department, in terms of working with Ableton and Robin Fox. 
I worked with Robin Fox, who's a renowned Melbourne artist. Um, he's really prolific and he's constantly traveling around doing installations now with lasers and other technologies. And he had an elective <coughs> excuse me, on um, Max MSP, which is um, a module that goes with Ableton Live. And, uh, well, sorry, it, it's separate, but can link with Ableton Live. And it allows you to build synthesizers and build other modules and things that connect with lights and things like that. So I did that. And, um, but um, there wasn't a great deal of practicality in terms of software, to be honest. It was really, it was really a weird course. And that's what I liked about it. And it was just, it was actually really good for my mental health just to be able to go to school and just enjoy it. And we'd sit in the theatre and they'd show us weird films from, you know, Bolivia or something of some guy like just walking, you know, the different types of sound art, like uh, noise and silence. And sometimes people would go into hospitals and, you know, record people moaning or it just... And, and spatialization as well in terms of how to mix multi-channel sound and um, a lot of that would uh, some of the some of the lecturers would um, delve into science as well in terms of how the brain perceives sound and um, and uh, in, in terms of the video art there was it was slightly different um, I kind of preferred preferred the sound lecturers Darren Verhagen and, and Phil Samatis there was one time like for instance when Phil um he'd have a whiteboard and he <laughs> they're just the kookiest teachers and he, he would put like a dot on the whiteboard and he'd be like see this whiteboard this is this is the world of sound art and see this dot that's what we currently know about sound art and like little things like that they'd just be like whoa <laughs> it's like this really charlie in the chocolate factory moments where you're just kind of like oh wow let's let's go crazy and just do crazy shit yeah yeah that's good it's good having um teachers to motivate like freedom of creativity and thought and yeah you know and just to sort of say like there's no parameters right now like we're at the beginning don't try and repeat what other people are doing because there's so much to explore absolutely yeah i love it yeah so you were saying that um you know it all just snowballed for you and you ended up traveling overseas and doing lots of projects and stuff like that were you were you already working or were you was it a slow build for this to become a career for you or did it all just happen at once and um and are these jobs all paid for the ones that you're traveling for yeah no it was it was a pretty rapid shift actually um i tried to lay down some jobs in melbourne and it i was really bad at it i was getting fired left right and center just just regular jobs even just you know i was a security guard and i worked in a coffee shop i worked in a mac store i got fired from all of them <laughs> and um so yeah my parents thought i had some kind of mental issues or something and um yeah and it was in 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 high school as well the teachers didn't really foster me at all it was it was pretty bad and um so that's why it was really eye-opening for me to go to this do this university course and for them to be really just you know shift everything upside down and and i think yeah because i've just uh, at the time i had a uh i was a bit autistic as well so that at the time the schools didn't really understand that um and so yeah it was difficult to get fostered in that sense um but in regards to your question um it, it was really it was really fast um because when like when brazil happened um that's when the festivals when they see your name at other festivals they want you as well so um it was this really sense of because i was i was kicking it with other artists that i really admired um and um i was just really blown away that i could have my name on the bill with these other artists and those are really disciplined artists and they are really prolific and um and yeah i probably didn't master my career as well as i could have to be honest um in terms of strategical um kind of um yeah just in terms of the the flow and the development of my practice it's been a little bit up and down but i've I've been through some processes i think where to, to where i want to go in the future um it you know coming to live in byron as well as being part of that 
in terms of being able to manage larger teams and just um, being able to handle the stress of being an artist. Um, so there's been some processes in that and just, um, you know, I've been taking some time off for myself as well. Um, and um, yeah, and that's where the Helix for me has been kind of, uh, it's been the first new work that I've created for a while. And it's, it represents continue, um, continuity as well. And, uh, and it, it has a personal reflection for me as well, um, where it's not necessarily for other people, but it's for myself. Um, and I try to envisage the helix in my mind sometimes it actually grounds me when I, when I picture the helix in my head because it's all about balance and harmony. And um, it helps with me to stay grounded um, when I envisage that. Um, so there's the value benefit from creating that work is is really the inter part of that is the internal value it's given to me, not just monetary value or the value that I get from um, being an entertainer really um, for other people. But it's um, yeah, I like to think that it it brings me value as well. Just um, in that kind of meditative sense, um, yeah. That's um, I'm 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 taking it step by step. I did I did end up working too hard, and it um, affected my health a little bit. Um, so I'm just trying to manage a more a bit more of a balance between the life work ratio. Yeah. At the moment. That's no, good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Because you know, thinking about what the process is for you to actually create an artwork and put it on there's so much to consider like yeah. if you're thinking about the audio the visual how it fits into space but the big thing that i always think about as well is the building of it as well yeah um and then it's how it's all going to work there's so much to consider it's um yeah like a, a whole machine you know um and do, do you work with other people do you think of do you have to manage every single part of that and then you delegate tasks to people to make it happen yeah, that's, I mean, that's the massive part of it. And I've only really got um, currently about four pieces which have tech writers <coughs> connected to them, which I can present to a festival and say, you know, this is a, a ready, you know, out of the box piece that we can deploy to your festival. Um, because some of the pieces I've done have been a little bit fragile and, and just um, difficult to ship or just prototypes that haven't been haven't been able to reproduce um so i've got a you know a, a google drive folder with a few technical writers on there that that provide the instructions on how to how to put the work together and one of my most recent works axiom was it really embodied a lot of those the ideology behind um efficient efficiency so the way it works is it's the same way you build a stage, a concert stage. So it's trussing and LED video panels. So the beauty of this work is um, I don't have to build anything. So I don't have to worry about any of the logistics or any of, you know, going up with a hammer or a soldering iron and 4 a.m. in the morning while it's raining. <laughs> and um, which, I've, you know, I've been in those places and having the client like right next to you going, Kit, what's happening? What are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can't think, you know, like, and... Um, just fine tuning. Yeah, yeah, no, everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I'm really trying to avoid those scenarios, and it's 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 really there there. It's a multifaceted thing because the if the money factor and the cost factor to do it, and um, so with Axiom, um, yeah, it's it's I send the instructions to the festival, and they will build the entire installation, yeah. and it, it allows me to focus on the solely the content. Yeah. So I can, because I'm, I'm making all the music, I'm making all the visuals, I'm managing the, you know, I'm dealing with the client. Um, it's all been just through me. Mm. Um, so it's it's has to be really efficient. And the problem arises when is the time. And um, so I'll I'll be I'll push out some visuals and then I'll drop that into you know Logic Pro or Ableton and then I'll do some beats and then. I'll put, push that back into the visual program, which is Smode or After Effects or, um, or Premiere, whatever it is. And then 
that's it. It's done. And it's like, it's the, it's one big experiment mm. and I just don't get the time to really refine it and, cho- and choreograph it. So it, it can be it can, like it, the styles sometimes shift from this experiment I did then. Like I'll, I'll literally be in the studio. I'll be playing around going, Oh wow, that's weird. And this and that. And then next minute it's on the installation. There's like, you know, a thousand people watching it. And it's so it's, <laughs> it kind of it ends up, looking like art because it's very some of it's very chaotic and some of it it shifts in in weird ways and it's it's very experimental and just some has some really bizarre points where there's no frame of reference in terms of why it did that or you know why people watch it and they're just kind of like what and but some you know some parts are really um intricate as well in terms of the synchronization between the light and the sound and i try to I try to, you know, do, put a lot of emphasis on having tight synchronization. Um, so you do get that audio visual kind of hypnotic effect. Um, yeah, so that's the same with the Helix. The Helix, you know, packs down into a couple of little boxes and, and so it flat packs. And that's the first piece I've had uh, since with Enigmatica that I could just get a local carpenter to build the frames in, in, the, in the country and that's, that's almost cheaper than shipping them, mm-hmm. and that, that 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 would happen that way. And then, and with Axiom, you know, I literally sometimes I can just turn up with a USB stick and just plug it in, and the content gets uploaded. But what will happen is I've got to be so like once the installation is set up, it looks completely different on my computer screen. So I want to play with it. Well, I, I usually I'll say, can we have it for a few days before the festival so I can test the brightness and test the coloring and you know throw it and sometimes i find when it because axiom is um four meters tall and it's like 10 meters wide or something it's quite a large installation and um and when when it's on the computer screen it's completely different because it's just um of the expansion and sometimes i have to go back into the computer and i'll be at the festival like i showed it at pitch festival in victoria a couple years ago and I was just in this little, you know, um, trailer, just rewriting a lot of the visuals because I was like, it's all wrong. Like, it doesn't look right. And just really kind of trying to expand it out and make it as impactful as possible. And yeah, so, you know, there's so many facets to it. And yeah, because yeah, you're like a, I see you as being like a sculptor, a builder, a um, audio guy, a visual person, a projectionist, a. Uh, an installationist you know like knowing how to fill the space properly it's um so so much going on it's, yeah I, I tip my hat to you, oh, thank you it makes pain make for me it makes painting seem so simple you know but also like i've like the wow factor when when you get it right and you nail it like that like walking into a room that's been so considered with such a considered um piece of artwork in there i think um i know it's really um I guess it's really moved the, the raised the bar as far as if you think back to those experimental films that they're the only things you'd ever see in, uh, in projection rooms in um, big galleries and now you can to think of where you guys are taking it and what you're doing yeah. it's um yeah I'm, I'm really excited about it I want to do some of it but I just, yeah. you know all I know is how to create visuals you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we need more people um, in the genre I think it's it's a pretty niche area that it's it's really ex- expanding though a lot in terms of the software like when i was first doing projection mapping we had to render out the visuals and if something slightly moved in the gallery you have to re-render it because mm. you have to you know re reanimate it but now it's all real time you know you can just move a pin and it it's corner pinning and it, it'll just it'll it'll re- it'll um move the projections in real time and um yeah, it just there's so many advancements, so it's made it a lot more accessible, I think, and especially with uh, the music and and the development of the of the content. And um, but it, it's still it's still uh, usually it's te- teams it's team based um, mm-hmm. like Tundra and um, uh, United Visual Artists and um, Non Attack. That's a duo. Um, a lot of the um, solo artists really f- they're a lot of them screen based and they'll be doing real time visuals um, 
concept kind of concert based things almost like a kind of Elvenoto uh, situation where sometimes you're pumping out tune um, uh, you know sound art with with visuals in terms of the installation stuff it, it it's it's harder just yeah because you do have that other that other dimension of mm. form which you have to play with and then yeah and, and the logistics around that so yeah you have to be really you have to, like sometimes i'll spend maybe a month or two thinking about what is the, the form mm. that you know is it with the helix and stuff it was like it's really just kind of and and the funny thing is it sometimes it's the simplest thing like the, it's just a spiral you know and and I'd, i always try and overcomplicate things as well mm. so yeah it's a it's an interesting process for sure yeah so with that uh with that avenue of you know looking at, at big galleries and stuff like that are you interested in going down that path or are you happy just doing events and um and uh festivals yeah i definitely have a, a strong interest in being more associated with the fine arts world um just because i feel like um there isn't a lot of um uh, new media in in that world um it, it is really connected to music festivals it's connected to light festivals um and uh it, it's a shame really because it's not fostered it's um because I think there could be some really amazing immersive experiences that can be created, but they do end up being more commercial. Like you've got Team Lab in Tokyo, which is it's all ticket based. You know, it's like fifty bucks a ticket or something. You go in there. You've got Grande Designs, but um, in Melbourne, but that's more just a bunch of projections of you know Picasso and things like mm. that. Uh, so there, there is a, a really a growing area, I think, in terms of immersive experience with light and sound, and um, it particularly because I think one aspect of it is um, um, it, it's, it's getting people out of the phones, out of, out of, the, out of the rectangle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I think people, are re- they really love the, the concept of being immersed in pixels, you know, and immersed in the digital space. Um, yeah. So it's... Because... Uh, it, one of the issues with my work is in the fine arts community it, it's it, it can be perceived as kind of a screensaver effect where oh you're a um a lighting designer you know like i get told i'm a but lot not, of different but not if you're in the not if you're standing in front of it though yeah on like if yeah. it you know i can i get it if there's a uh, someone sending photos of it around but when you're standing in there, you're really copying the, uh, the full experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, when I was at RMIT, my video teacher told me that my work was um, wallpaper. It's a screensaver effect. Oh, yeah. And Don't I, get me started about lecturers and, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. It's because I, I wasn't, like, you know, uh, doing like, weird stuff. Like, yeah. oh, who knows? The stuff they showed us was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. yeah. Man, I, when I first, I did a graphic design degree at RMIT, I mean, at Swinburne. And I remember on the first day there, the coordinator goes, I remember you. Did we let you in? <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> like, they can be harsh. Freak, man. Yeah, they're brutal sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I saw where I ended up going, taking my career in that. And it's yeah. like, mate, you worked at, you designed posters for a cafe. That's all you did, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason they ended up as lecturers. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. Yeah, because yeah, you put a lot of faith in them, like, and then they can they can really crush you if they they, they play yeah. with you sometimes. But I just think so many like um, you know people are walking around with trauma that from te- yeah. things that teachers have said to them. You know, oh, as kids. Like I remember there was this uh, in high school. There was a girl in my class, and she was really talented. She could paint. She could play the guitar. She could do play like lots of different instruments and stuff. She was really cool as well, and um, just had all these talents. But her reading and writing wasn't that good. And I remember the teacher saying, you're going to end up working in a factory in front of everyone. Yep. And all us people, our kids who were friends with her were just jealous of all her talent. Like, I can't yeah. believe they said it to you. You're the yeah. one that's actually going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I mean, yeah. it's this conformity. And um, I think hopefully it's evolving. We're the same yeah. to understand, you know, all these neuro, neurodivergent, you know, um, qualities, people yeah. and stuff. Yeah, totally. So you touched on before that there's a lot of work in uh, your industry for music and stuff. Have you gone down that route before? 
Yeah, well, I actually started off in music um, doing composition for games and film, and I won a few competitions doing that. I ended up doing music for Neighbours. I'm still getting royalties for that. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was going to go down that road, but um, it's 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 really competitive, and um, I just had more passion for the, immer- the immersive experience stuff and bringing visuals in. Yeah, but you haven't done stuff like stage stuff, like, you know, the, the backdrop of it when a band's playing. Yeah, it's... I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that industry is interesting. It's... Um, uh, the thing with that is it's great because you can and it's fun being part of um you know large-scale concerts and and um and gigs um as a vj um or being in the kind of visual the visual art department i guess the only issue with that is um you don't get treated great like as you kind of like a roadie Mm. and um your brand doesn't get fostered so you know in, in any promotional material of the gig it's all about the dj and you know there's not usually there's nothing said about the visual artist and the vj it all gets folded back into the the brand of the gig and um and also i was keen on making the music as well so i get asked all the time you know can you set that up for such and such dj and i'm just like no (laughs) no it's because i'm doing the music so it's mine you can't have it (laughs) there's a lot of um i know there's a lot of honor in that like standing your ground and you know, it's like an artist, so like uh, only like painting within their style. You know, someone's asked them to be someone else, yep. paint like someone else, and it's like, nah, I do what I do. You know, I think as um, when you can stand strong in that area, I think it empowers you to be doing the work that you really want to be doing. Because oh, it's definitely. a slippery slope, like taking on shit jobs, mm. and then and so people are just dangling a paycheck in front of you and they're just taking it. And yeah, oh, man, I've been there myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, usually with, with graphic design, not so much with my art. But when I was doing graphic design, I yeah took on a lot of a lot of work that I didn't want to be doing. Oh, absolutely, I hated, it. hated every minute of it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I remember running around Melbourne like a headless chicken, just setting up projectors for different conferences and brands, and just yeah, just being a real, um, just really just trying to because I'd see the money coming in, I'd be like, oh, this is great, and it's um, but yeah, it's just it doesn't have that portfolio value at the end of the day um and and just in terms of sometimes I, I, in the past i found it really difficult working with brands and create and and also it being an art installation because they'll be like oh we want the sequence to end on green and you know i can get really dramatic with that and i i'm a bit better now in terms of kind of not um letting it eat me up in a way but it's just been like i don't want to end it on green you know like it's kind of this is the way i've designed it and it's it's connected to this like uh, this inner core and this inner principle and then it it does feel like it's being um uh you you know washed down or um uh, desecrated in some way by these by these these other people that they only come into your life momentarily and then they tell you, you know, how, how it should be done. And, and it's like, you know, you want to stay true. And I'm a bit of a purist in that sense. I want, I want to stay true to the vision and they don't understand the vision as well. They, they don't know what the vision is. So it's hard to, especially, you know, with what I do, it's hard to present the vision to them because I've got to create a 3d model of it and all this stuff. And, and yeah, and there's, there's some artists like um, 404.0 in Russia that what they'll do is they'll create a, a 3D model of the installation and that will go viral. The actual, the 3D render will go viral and that's how their career started, wow. was creating 3D renders of installations. <laughs> and it looked pretty good and it looked pretty real. And, 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 and yeah, so, you know, whatever works, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's... it's yeah. yeah, it's like that reminds me of um, an interview I did on here years ago with uh, um, Rough Mercy, who's an animator, and he um, he does a lot of animation for music videos, and uh, you know he got his start through downloading so- um, a music video the day it came out off um, YouTube, and then animating all over the top of it, and then re-uploading it. Yeah. And his his one was getting more views than the 
music video. Oh, really? And so yeah. then from that, all the record labels started approaching him because he was yeah. making the videos look cooler than the, the other ones. And yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I like yeah. that approach. You know, oh, it's you never know what's going to happen. It's yeah, like you, you can't. You you think you know until until like you've got to go in and experiment and then you're like i didn't know it was going to happen like that yeah i had no idea and then yeah it just blows your interpretation of what you think was going to how things were going to evolve and and that's the the issue with a lot of people is they don't go in and do the work and then they do they don't go in and play and experiment and then realize oh it's nothing like what i expected it was mm. going to be mm. yeah yeah you just got to choose fun all the time right? and then just put it out there and see see what happens yeah well that's funny you say that because recently i because i've had to kind of re re-establish my practice a little bit recently because i've been a bit out of the loop um and so i've, I've sent the helix i've sent the helix out or was it axiom or anyway i sent it out to a few festivals because i it used to be just a lot of emails kind of I'd be getting emails all kinds of like i'd be excited just to check my email account because it'd be like hey do you want to come and project in this dome in scandinavia and it's fuck yeah and it's like but yeah and it was just you know once a week or something i'd be just getting this crazy shit from all over the world and and you know that's slowed down a bit recently just because i haven't really been pushing my practice but so I've, anyway long story short I've, I've had to you know contact a few festivals and one of them's come back and said um sorry we don't take submissions you just have to go out and enjoy yourself and then if we see it then we'll take it <laughs> it's like well you don't really understand the way my 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 uh my my practice works it's um you know it has to be funded i can't just go out and spend like to build the installation costs 25 grand you know like i can't just go out and just build it and i need someone to pay for it yeah to be able to actually build it Mm. so yeah this can get a bit complicated yeah so kit um you know i a lot of artists I've spoken to did really well during COVID time. I guess people were looking to buy art, they had a disposable income, all that sort of stuff. With um, someone so event-based as yourself um, yeah. and in-person-based with your artwork as well, like, how, how did you fare? Um, oh, you know, it was complete decimation of my practice, but it actually um, in a positive way because I wanted to take a break. And so I, I latched on to a couple of the grants that were available and I was like, this is perfect timing for me because I just want to take a break. So, but yeah, the entire world stopped and there was no physical, you know, um, event-based work at all. And yeah, so yeah, it was just complete full stop. Yeah. Did you do any of the thought process towards um, current projects or... Were you just did you just switch off and uh it was kind of more of a switch off um you know that's when i moved up here you know to the northern rivers and um just really just focusing on myself for a while which i haven't done ever it's all been about my practice and and that was really uh, like eye-opening for me to not have that there and just to have that ability to really just focus on myself and it was, and uh, now I'm just really trying to balance the two, and bring in bring the art back in, um, in a healthy in a healthy way, um, yeah. So, yeah, it was. It's good to be to kind of slowly edge back into it, and it's it's a lot. I'm doing it in a lot. I'm doing in terms of like my flow state. It's not so hectic, and chaotic. It's, I'm really trying to like, cause I, I'd, ha, I'd have problems where in terms of deadlines and just everything being at the last minute and, and um, bringing on projects that were huge that I wasn't ready for. Um, and um, yeah, just really diving in with the sharks and um, just convincing everyone that it's gonna be okay <laughs> and really taking on some big projects and um, I just really want to be able to do that now again in a more professional fashion and just have all my, you know, have everything, have everything um, properly organized and ready and, you know, having the right teams in place. And I'm just not going to take on um, big projects like that unless I really know that um, I have the full capability to, to really do it properly. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's been interesting for me just to really um, look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. Were you just saying yes to everything? 
Yeah. yeah. I would say, because they were awesome, you know? It's like Hyundai would contact me and they want to do projection mapping on the new electric car. And I'd be like, Dad, fuck yeah, that's sick. And, and it, you know, it went, it went well, but it was, it's just um, dealing with in the film environment as well. The, the timing, everything is down to the second. Um, just because you know, in the in the in the studio, it's like a thousand dollars a minute or whatever it is that they charge, and um, yeah, little things like that that just um, I was really yeah just just throwing myself around mm. where I shouldn't have, but you know it was a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kid, are you are uh, you ready for some rapid fire questions? Yep. Cool. Um, name one artist who you think deserves more shine. Yeah. Um, me <laughs> it's just yeah i just um um i'm not sure to be honest um i haven't been really keeping my eye out on emerging artists and and who's out there yeah um everybody really it's yeah. it's so competitive now with social media and it's all about the algorithms and it's all about um uh you know getting the right footage yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tr- it's tricky. Yeah. yeah, I reckon that. Do you know what I reckon the trick to that is? Yeah, don't compete. If you look yes. at people, if you if you're looking at what you're doing, and you're looking at everyone else going, gee, they've got better footage, or I need to up my footage game. You know yeah. what I mean? But not yeah. compete. Not like I got to destroy them. Yeah, <laughs> they got to take right. my jobs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm all about more creativity and more artists and stuff. Because I've had even um, you know, I've had some. Uh, like I've you know recently moved up here as well, and yeah. I ha- even had a local artist to try to run me out of town, like wow. you know sending me weird text messages and stuff <laughs> like that, and you know uh, just lining yeah, up yeah. for things and then stand me up and all that, and it's like come on dude, you know yeah. it's like and I realised that he was threatened because there was another artist moving to town. It's like I want to be your friend, yeah, I want to collaborate, let's work together, you know. Yeah. It's like no, you ain't got time for that. Yeah, I, that reminds me of being in uni and and in university and and these people were forming like political alliances and stuff, and I was in the studio just making beats and yeah. like I didn't have time for that, you yeah. know, yeah, because they 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 didn't know how to make art, so they mm. were like they ended like this realm of corruption mm. and it was yeah. like dude just yeah. make the fucking art exactly exactly <laughs> i reckon if you just focus on making better in your own practice you know you do your own thing yeah because the thing with competition as well is you start um comparing yourselves to people and going oh if that person did that then i need to do that plus one and yet work might start to look like theirs as well yeah. which is something no one really wants you know that's really beneficial advice at the moment just mm. because people get stuck in the doom scroll yeah. and it's like you're just looking and you're looking and you're not producing and mm. I, I've been I've been I'm a victim of yeah. that for sure just like saying how can I keep up with all yeah. of this it's it's ramp it's insane yeah. it's just evolving so quickly and yeah. Yeah. yeah but even trying to beat the algorithm you know like what a waste of time yep just do your work <laughs> it's yeah. like you're never gonna win yeah never gonna win yeah. it's 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 rigged to rigged for you to lose if you're trying to beat that thing Definitely. you know and just when you think you're getting on top they'll change it yeah and then you gotta learn again you know i know i've seen people do it man and it's like yeah. that's their, their main focus with their career is trying to you know become social media famous or something like that it's mm. like I don't know. My theory is if your work's that good, people will notice. Yeah. You know, which is obviously the case with you because you're getting flown all over the world and, you know, you're, ter- you're having to step back because so many opportunities are coming your way. So, yeah. Congratulations, man. You know? Oh, thanks. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like really, um, I'm really, uh, I think there's a lot of um, emphasis on the power of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you don't have to, you can, I feel like you can be out of your, out of the loop for 10 years. But mm. if you come back with the right idea, you can be straight back into it. Oh, man. Like it's, totally. Yeah. Totally. But even like look at musicians, you know, they might go disappear for 10 years, they come back, but they've come yeah. back with a, their new version of themselves. Exactly. And, and some of yeah. them hit really hard, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't so rapid fire, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a medium that you'd love to work with? Oh, mate, um, I I'm, I'm really want to work with fire and like things like plasma and um different types of kind of i want to incorporate more physics and science into my work um it's just it's just the cost factor but i um 
yeah, there's a, there's a few things up my sleeve I want to, I definitely want to do. And I, I want to be able to, it's just how do I get to that point where I can bring in these types of technologies? And it's, I think, you know, that who's, who's going to fund that? And, you know, it's just, it's a slow process, but hopefully one day I'll be able to, um, yeah, experiment. Like, I just feel like there's so much potential with, with art. And that hasn't been tapped into yet. Oh, totally. And it's the costs. And yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, it all starts with the idea, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. Um, what's one skill you wish you had? Um, surfing. <laughs> Have you been getting into it? Oh, uh, yeah. It's just so much dedication involved in that. Yeah. And um, yeah, you got to... And just understanding the tides and 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 everything and I, I haven't really been yeah. doing it but I don't know um, yeah I mean I'd, I'd love to be a coder um, I never really went down that hole because, that wormhole just because I had so many other things I had to do with the music and the management so I felt like if I go down the coding wormhole tunnel that I'm I'm going to get lost in it mm. and because I'm really I really love the development of AI and and I'm into startup culture and entrepreneurialism and stuff. So I'd love to be able to like come up with an idea and just throw it together on like a piece mm. of software or something. Um, oh, you need a friend who codes. Yeah. Well, now the AI can do it for you. It's like oh. just say, you know, make me an app based on X or whatever, yeah. and it'll just throw it together. So Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, who are some of your favorite artists? Um. Oh yeah, I mean, again, I just probably the a few that I've mentioned. Um, uh, Shohei Fujimoto got thrown out. Um, uh, the name got thrown out to me the other day, which reminded me he's making some pretty cool stuff um, using lasers and algorithms to kind of create these different types of fractals and um, and geometric kind of. Um, formed geometric kind of um laser installations um uh oh, elliot woods is really his work is really scientific and he he does things like um he, he'll he'll he's deep level like he'll program the work he'll in terms of, he'll he'll manage the engineering and and um he'll, he'll do things like he'll set up like a hundred mirrors on servo motors that are that are like they all converge and create like a hologram and just crazy shit like that that just just really deep tech kind of stuff um yeah it's hard for me to pull out names on the, on the spot yeah that's all right there's a few <laughs> yeah um what advice would you give your younger self um my advice yeah, I would probably just um, just take have you know take be a little bit more steady um, and and less chaotic, I guess. Just just more focus on self, more focus on people and relationships, and fostering, cultivating myself rather than my practice. Um, yeah. I think that's probably what I would do. And, and I think probably the one thing as well is I go back in time and I tell myself to look at how I want my practice to evolve in terms of its aesthetic. Um, because a lot of my, I, I don't know, I've, I've been kind of in a battle with myself about this in terms of kind of um, it, everything's so different and experimental or it doesn't have that kind of, I love what you do because you have this kind of, real um aesthetic about your work and it's quite clear and it's and distinct whereas my work is kind of sporadic and it's like i'll do this and if i'll do another thing it's completely different and um so i think having that aesthetic and that kind of continuity in terms of style and 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 how how the practice evolves over time because it's almost like a temporal thing uh and when you look at a practice and you go, oh, wow, that connects to the thing he did back in 2012 and then it's evolved into this area. You know, at the same time, I like the fact that I've kind of pushed myself and experimented into different territories. It doesn't necessarily have to have a distinct stylistic 
continuity to it. And um, like what, the way I've laid out the works on my website, I've tried to show a sense of continuity and and um, it, between the works. But yeah, it's, there's just been so many opportunities that have come through, like, you know, hey, come to projections for a dome in Dubai that's the world's biggest projection surface. And I'm like, I can't say no to that. So I'm mm. like, uh, how do we slot that into the practice kind mm. of thing? So it's, yeah, it's, I think when you, when you work in my, my medium in terms of doing visuals and music, you do get pushed and pulled a lot into different mm. directions because there's so much demand for that kind of stuff. So yeah, it can be hard to be a purist in terms of, uh, but yeah, I'm, yeah, something I'm working on. Yeah, but I think with the continuity thing, like for me personally, I'll work on uh, 10 paintings a week. I'm not saying I'll finish 10 paintings a week, but I'll work on 10 paintings a week and I'll do drawings in the morning and then I might go out on the weekend with a friend and paint a couple of pieces or something like that. Yep. So there's a lot of art coming out of me like week by week, day by day. Yeah. And so that breeds continuity, if yeah. you know what I mean, because there's, the numbers are high. Yep. Whereas if... You know, it costs you 20 grand to make each piece. You're not banging them out. You're no. not doing 10 a week anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's harder to build the continuity. But I think it's, um, you know, if you look back in 10 years' time, you'll see it. It'll yeah. be there, but it'll just be showing different, you know, it'll just be coming through in different ways. Like yeah. I found when I first quit my job and went full-time with my art, I thought my art was jumping all over the place. But then I realised that they were the, the basis of different styles that would sort of meld together to become my overarching style now. But it's, yeah. you know, it's that, like, the numbers game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was saying to you before, that's what I really um, um, admire about what you do is, you, I mean, you've got that um, routine. Mm. And routine is such a healthy thing. And it's like I've... I've had a lack of routine and uh, you know and I'll just go I can go for months just being a complete space cadet and and it's and in one sense you know it allows me to think deeply about things um, and you know I'll come up with weird ideas and stuff but in the same sense it, I do get that pause where I'm like I do want I do want that momentum I want that um, that routine so that's something that yeah I'm working on as well yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, the next question, I think I know the answer to this, but do you keep regular work hours? Um, I'm trying to do that in terms of, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm really maintaining that work-life work balance at the moment, really. So um, I'm keeping regular yoga hours. <laughs> it's, um, in, but I'm, I'm, I've actually had an aversion to sitting on my computer, to be honest, the past couple of years. Um, just because I've realised how stagnated it is, and um, so uh, I'm only just starting to come back to that and really enjoy the process of entering the matrix. Um, and the thing is, with the phones now, they're almost like it's a whole other, it's a whole other um, portal into that world. But it's just, it's more of like input rather than output. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's something I'm slowly merging back into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was an aversion to computers for years after yeah. being a graphic designer. I did that for 13 years. And when, when I became an artist, I just I just couldn't stand looking at the computer. Yeah. I reckon it took me about five or six years to st start to warm back to the computer again. It was over COVID yeah. time. Yeah. And it was more through like, um, I got right into watching like, like, uh, like lots of YouTube videos on art and educating myself about art. And then... I started writing a bit, which I'd never done before, like writing about my art and learning how to speak about my art. And um, that was like warm me back up to the computer. You know, yeah. it's um, now I'm fine with it. But oh, for years I was just like, I'll check my emails and that's it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. It's a death trap and yeah. uh, you got to, you know, it's just managing that world with the physical world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's funny because that's how my work it's that's how that's one of the ethos of my work is really um merging of digital and physical realities yeah 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 um do you have a uh, a dream project you'd love to work on i mean yeah i mean i i'd love to do something like the venice biennale or something and um um i just want to be able to create a really elaborate light and sound experience in a in a large kind of gallery space um and have have 
have those types of visitors experience more of more of that mm. and then yeah and be immersed in that um i mean I, i'm pretty comfortable with with what i'm working on with the helix and i'm i'm excited to you know consider what's the next thing um that i can add to the portfolio um yeah so i'm actually not sure what the next thing is cool. <laughs> to be honest yeah but yeah. it's exciting yeah, I mean, I want to build a giant video screen made out of fire, but I've run the numbers on it, and it's a, it's a couple of million dollars, to do it, so I'm not sure who's going to pay for it. But yeah, I probably shouldn't have said anything to someone else. It'll end up in Dubai in a couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> painting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, where are you wanting to take your career? Um, the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I just. I just want to be able to come up with an idea and make it happen. You know, I'd, I'd love to have a team and have a studio and um, ideally, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fussed if it doesn't, it happens that way. It's hard, you know, these days building, building those types of studios. Um, and it, and it's, it's, it's a really um, dedicated thing. You've got to really dedicate. And, and, it, and the way I've been successful in, in the past is it's been an obsession and um and so i just want to be able to keep building doing what i'm doing and building works and that um yeah i don't know i i would like to be able to maybe collaborate with some big companies as well and take some of their technologies and reappropriate them in an artistic context like new types of screen technologies and you know i'd, I'd love to do something for tesla or something you know just uh, just um just I'd like I'd love to be able to kind of um, introduce kind of these entrepreneurs and and Silicon Valley and stuff to this um, you know new media immersive art world as well in terms of the you know the types of new technologies they're creating and then how that gets visually represented like I'd love to be able to work with quantum quantum researchers and um, AI researchers and say this is like a visual representation of AI kind of thing like in, in, um, in terms of building maybe like a hologram um, new types of hologram tech and then incorporating that in, in terms of the um, presentation of these new technologies so yeah I'm, I'm, I've reached out to a couple of you know scientists and things on Twitter and I, I've contacted like the multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies to see if they are interested in maybe some collaborations and stuff so i i find that interesting just kind of like broadening out not just to light festivals and music festivals but to you know these new types of um uh yeah especially like quantum computing and just these crazy technologies that are being developed that'd be awesome to have like a correlation there mm, totally <laughs> Um, do you have any uh, future plans or projects in the pipeline? There's, there's a couple of things on the pipe. I just can't talk about it yet because it haven't, hasn't been approved. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm doing it. No, yeah. no, don't jinx yeah. it, man. Don't jinx <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in that case, um, right, where's the best place for people to see artwork online? Um, just my website. So it's kitwebster.com. Um, kitwebster.com or my Instagram is iikit but it's not as well presented um, yeah so cool that's it well this has been uh, really interesting for me Kit it's um, you know when I started looking through your artwork it was um, yeah I was I was like really looking forward to talking to you because I'm I'm I know just lately when I go to big galleries and stuff I go into those projection rooms and I'm starting to see more and more of um you know this full immersion artwork being presented in a really good manner and um yeah and i just think wow i want to i want to be part of this yeah i don't like i don't want dark side yeah i just <laughs> i know i want to see how i can play my role in it yeah and uh but i don't know anything about um like i don't even know about projectors and i don't make music and i don't you know all i do is do my own artwork but i'm wondering how i can team up with other people and stuff and i'm not saying well let's team up and do something <laughs> but i'm just saying i'm um i'm interested to find out more about this and uh you know it's been great talking to you it's been a real insight yeah i mean you you're already so busy so i can imagine you've got a lot of things on your plate and but yeah i i, I definitely employ employ you to 
dive in a little bit and, and practice and have an experiment. Um, happy to give you any tips. Yeah, that'd be great. You want, you want yeah, but purchasing projectors and lenses and lens calculations and yeah. Do you, protocols. Do you have all your own equipment? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've whittled it down a little bit, um, just because I don't want to be like a AV rental company. <laughs> um, and so I prefer to outsource a lot of that. Um, yeah, yeah, in terms of got a few projectors and stuff, and some oh. LED sticks and yeah. <laughs> things that I set up for little parties and things yeah. around, around here. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kip. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. It's been, yeah. it's been really informative and really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me in. I appreciate it. Cool.